spirituality, consciousness, health, and mindset. Welcome to the Ascent Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Together, we are all wisdom knowledge. Hey, what is up everyone? I hope you are all feeling blessed to be here and alive and kicking in this cosmic universe where there are asteroids zooming past us this second as you listen to this. But if you're not feeling blessed to be alive, this podcast will certainly give you a big cosmic kick up the arse. So anyway, I once heard this awesome story about these two young guys who were on the street loudly bragging each other about how successful they were and how they were making a shit ton of money and how they could get anything and have anything they wanted whenever or whenever they wanted. And they talked about how they could, how they were making a, ton, a shit ton of money and they were doing it loudly, swearing and basically just trying to make a, a big scene and bring loads of attention to themselves. And all of a sudden, an old man on the street across from them dropped some knowledge, some knowledge bombs. He said, are you guys kidding me? You've already won the cosmic lottery. The fact that you are already on this planet is a miracle. And then he went, then went on to explain how infinitely unlikely it is that they are alive and shut them right up. But this story is absolutely amazing because at the end of the day, no matter how much money we have got or haven't got, we are all a miracle and we have won the cosmic lottery. We are all astronauts flying around on this gigantic spaceship called Earth. And that is absolutely incredible. And I think that degree of awareness, both of what is inside and outside of ourselves, is what makes humanity so astounding. And the gifts we have, the richness of our life experience, is truly a rare phenomenon. So just before we do jump with this one, I just want to say thank you so much to all our current Patreon members who do support the podcast and have become a Patreon member and becoming a part of the Ascend Podcast family. We really do appreciate you guys helping us take the podcast to the next level and believing in the message that we are trying to spread and as you guys know we have never bombarded you guys with stupid advertisements or products and we never will that just don't serve you as a human being on this planet so if you do think this is a conscious idea we would love it if you could help us grow this podcast by supporting us via our patreon page we have a two dollar reward tier which is the price of a cup of coffee called hidden citizens we have a five dollar reward tier we also have a $10 reward tier. And one of those special rewards that you guys will get is access to an online hangout where you can get together with other like-minded minds who are other Patreon members, discuss deep topics, share some ideas, connect and have some fun and really go deep down the rabbit hole all together. And the next online hangout is actually going to be on Sunday the 9th of July at 6pm UK time. We're really looking forward to connecting with the Patreon members in the online hangout and we really are going to have a blast of a time so if you also want to get involved in this hangout and all the other hangouts that are staged every month all you need to do is go to our Patreon page and support the podcast and we have now just also added a new reward tier to one of our Patreon rewards which is going to be bonus content and conversations and extra things that don't just make the cut on the podcast so if this does tickle your fancy please head over to our Patreon page and join in on the community so anyway, 
let's jump in with this one, the Cosmic Lottery in Jumping. So something that's been on my mind over the last few days and um, it's obviously always plays a big part in my life when I'm just walking around or driving in my car or whatever. Yeah. And I always have to pinch myself and actually look at the whole the human experience as a whole and just think how absolutely incredible and crazy it is. And I mean, I was actually thinking about this the other day, but the whole human experience, if you do think about it, it's that crazy. You couldn't even make this shit up. It's absolutely insane. I mean, this is something I would love to ask you. Are we actually have we have we won the cosmic lottery? Have we to be here won the cosmic lottery? Wow, brother. I mean, if we actually look at it right, the cosmic lottery. Absolutely mind blowing. How many people's actually trying to get in this lottery? How many like other planets are actually? Putting their number forward to try and get in this. Here's here's what I'm thinking now. When you just said that, right? So if this is a cosmic lottery right now to get to the get to Earth as well, um, in the sense of it, um, how much would a ticket be? God, could you imagine? <laughs> what 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 price would you put on this now? What how much would if you had to go to a, go to a shop now and buy a lottery ticket to come to Earth now? How much would you be willing to pay? I couldn't put it. In, <laughs> I couldn't put it in value of cost or value of money. I just could not put. The, the life experience in money. And that's what blindsides is about, how people search for m- money, because money is the illusion. So that's why when we're actually going about the cosmic lottery, we're not talking about in the sense of, like, money. We're actually talking about, like, mathematical odds of us being here. And other other planets are actually chasing that mathematical odds. I mean, our mathematical odds of being here right now are 420 trillion to one. And um, I found some statistics as well. It says like there's one chance in 140 trillion that Earth should exist. Well, there's like one chance in 795 billion that life should have evolved on Earth. One chance in 89 billion that life should have evolved into mankind. One chance in 12 billion that mankind should have created the alphabet and thus civilization. And there's one chance in 6 billion that your parents should have ever met and got together. And then, even then, there's a one chance in 90 million that you should have been the lucky sperm that fertilised your mother's egg. How much is the cosmic lottery when it's put like that? It is. It's absolutely. We it's, are the ultimate cosmic lottery. It is. Right it's absolutely now. crazy because if you do think about the human experience, the, I was thinking about this the other day as well. The gifts that we actually have on this planet, the ability to have a conversation, the ability to talk, the ability to step our feet in water, the ability to do all these crazy, amazing experiences that we can we can undergo in life we take that for granted we certainly do it's really scary my brother what here's something as well i was thinking about right what because how how this is something i ask myself all the time as well this is a big question that i know no one knows the answer to some people might think like they know the answer to but (laughs) (laughs) but what what do you think is a good guess to how all this started, this whole, this whole human experience, everything that's going on all around us now, the thing, this whole reality that we're immersed in now, yeah. how did this all start? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, from the vastness of like all them um, statistics and data that I've just tried to like use, I'd say an absolute fluke. Yeah. I'd say it's an absolute fluke. Like it's a 
like a blip in the cordon, like for this universe to actually create humanity. Like I'm really skeptical when it comes to the the forming of the vastness of life, like how it actually formed. And even just to imagine, even to experience someone, the odds and calculations of how it all started. It's scary as hell, man. It is, and it's and, and even you know as well, even if you just would take the perspective of what like natural evolution, like the Big Bang. Mm. And people talk about how there was this sort of cosmic unfolding of energy that sort of just like expanded and expanded and expanded and created like this human experience what we're looking at now. Mm. I mean, who knows that might have happened? And I think, and if if that it did happen, that is that is beautiful as well. But as well, I like to think as well about all the other angles as well because I'm on the understanding now. Yes, this whole experience now yes it could be a simulation like I'm understanding of that we've had Tom Campbell on the podcast and um, there's so much evidence pulling towards that as well but as well as also as well just a bit of a different um, thing that I'm open to in my mind as well is that maybe we've been placed here on this earth like maybe extraterrestrials actually altered our DNA Mm. and put us on this planet because we don't we don't know shit and another one as well I can think of now as well in my head now as well is we talked about this on the podcast before as well, but what if consciousness is actually just expressing itself through our bodies, through our meat suit now? And Whoa. in order, maybe in, as well, in order for its own evolution, maybe just to sort the conscious, we, maybe everything on this planet is just consciousness, so everything's consciousness just expressing through our bodies, through all the objects, through plants, animals. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. But as well, there's a, I've told it just before as well, but remember there's a theorist called their Koch. And he talks about how the universe is this constant web of consciousness and it's completely all around it. And it's interesting to me because if we do look at the human experience now and we look around at how we are interconnected with our technology, like everyone's walking around with iPhones and apps and everything like that, we are starting to become something something different and consciousness is starting to become interconnected with every everyone. So everyone, so I can, so you can be on another part of the globe and I can contact you and we can have a conversation. Mm. So that does that is affecting the, the human psyche, right? But... Here's a, I'm, I'm actually thinking, is that whole process just a part of the like the universe actually becoming self-conscious and becoming a note self? Because that, that's what I'm thinking, right? So yeah. I'm actually thinking that we may be a, a, a theory for this reality. We actually, we actually could be just, we already are or becoming an extension of the universe. I believe that, to and, be sure. And you said this to me a while ago, right, as well, because I think I proposed that to you a while ago as well. I was doing some research. And you said to me as well, I mean, you might have changed your mind on this now. I'd love to see your thoughts on this if you change your mind. But you said something to me. If that is the case, and um, consciousness is just sort of, ex- we are consciousness just expressing in this physical form, does then that make us sort of insignificant? Wow. And I don't know if have you changed your mind on that on that st- stance. Do you think that would make us insignificant or do you think it makes us significant? I think it's... Or both? Because I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking it's both. I was going to say, I'm leaning towards both, to be honest. I think that's... What we what you're talking about there is like the the vastness of the interconnected mind, how we're all together as one. And I think that's a very interesting theory on how actually we're going to actually progress in evolutionary standpoint. Especially, I believe that consciousness is pushing us forward in the, in, in the next evolution. How it's expressing the vastness of the creative mind. And I think... As well, though, Dan, all throughout existence of since man's been here, we've had a theory on how we've actually had all this started. Like from, like just you said there, from consciousness evolving and creating the whole aspect of the universe. I think that's beautiful. But when that's that's your theory, mm. and like everyone from Einstein 
from Bruce Lee to um, anyone else throughout history. They've always had these different ideas of like how we actually got here. I mean, for countless generations after generations, for thousands of years, like people had theories like that mainly it was gods or usually like some yeah, fast yeah. creator who did it. But if we actually use what we've got now, we've got we're in the time of like machines and technology. Like we've got like fast telescopes, space probes. Like we've actually touched paint to the moon. We've touched fragments of rock from the moon. We've had like rovers on Mars. We've we're having probes going at the far reaches of galaxies yeah. right now, and we've never had that before in any part of existence. But now we do, and we're searching for this life because we want the answer. Like we want the answer there. What is all this all about? Why are we here? We want the answer so bad. And that, I think as well, do you, do you think that's one of the main reasons why why man and woman is sort of drawn to to space travel and technology and things like that? Because I think it's all coming from that evolutionary standpoint in our minds mm-hmm. to seek the bigger answers of why we're here, where we're going, what we're doing. That's what I'm think that's what I'm thinking right now on the planet that maybe everything that we're everything that we're doing in life is is always leaning towards that. <laughs> Yeah, it is, man. It's scary as well how it is always leaning towards that. It's it's starting to become like um, there's these similarities. In the more we actually try and find an answer, we're trying to find the answer. But it's it's starting to break down into a code where we can actually understand it more cl- more clearly. I mean, it's weird to think that um, the person who's been one of the closest to actually finding the, one of the answers out right now is being Einstein, where and he was the closest to understanding why the universe is here through his work on general relative general relativity which actually helps us understand the different structures from atoms to galaxies yeah and it's very interesting because his theories as well obviously a lot of people disagree with his theories as well which is very yeah, fascinating as well that's why i mean when i come to the parts that many people have these different theories about how the universe came to be it's it, very interesting it seems to me that we always at a point where we just don't know shit <laughs> that's what it seems to me i, I agree do you know what but, you, oh, go on, sorry, go on. i was just going to say about like all these different theories right We'll all have a theory on how we universe got here. But what if we're actually not meant to know? And the beauty of it all is to just accept the universe for whatever it could be. Like, understand, like, the tree outside, the mobile phone in your pocket, the rock. And It's all a, part of this that's universe. Thing, though, if you think about it, though, we, we knew, we have both talked about that. Are we meant to actually know it? Because, well, I know I don't want to go too much into this, but mm. I'm, I'm understanding is it's just like, um, here's an example, just like, a, take a video game. Yeah. you play a video game and you complete the video game what happened you throw the video game in the pile mm. so would would the whole human experience just become another video game in the pile that's fucking absolutely that's, that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking have you I, um, I was just thinking there like um, you know when you mentioned the video game there I was thinking about have you ever seen Rick and Morty the TV show you've yeah. taught us about it, but I haven't um, I like well there's yeah. one moment where there, um, Rick and Morty go into like um, a sp- a space arcade, like in the in the vast reaches of the galaxy, uh-huh. and um, th- there's a game there where he puts on a virtual headset, and he actually plays a game called um, I think it's it's um, Roy, <laughs> and he, and you have to be that character Roy throughout his entire life, and you guide him through uh, each and every action he th- it does. So he actually goes right, he puts the headset on, and he pretends he's like a footballer, and then he gets married to a, this woman, and then. He ends up like listening to his parents, and he works in a um, like um, a carpet store, and and he then he gets cancer, and then he beats cancer, but then he goes back to working in the carpet store, 
and straight after he takes off the headset, because he, he dies in some accident in the carpet store, he takes off the headset and um, um, Rick goes, you even beat cancer. You got him so far in the game. You yeah. beat cancer. But then you went back to working in the um, carpet store. Yeah. That was a failure. Yeah. And I just found the whole thing amusing because what if there's like someone out there believing like playing us right now and, think, and singing them exact same things. Just playing like video game of Chris Hopper right now. Lots, um, I, I think I think that definitely could be possible. You've got to watch that by the way. I've got to definitely watch it as well. But you know before as well when, we, when, you, when um, we're talking about... Um, when I, was, when I was talking about consciousness and I was because I wanted to say this before but I didn't want to skim over it when you were, talk, were talking about how consciousness could just be sort of expressing itself through us mm-hmm. and could that process in our mind when you said it a while ago when I told you that and you said oh it could mean that make us does that make us um, insignificant it's interesting because I thought about that and it actually it depends on sort of how far we zoom in or zoom out zoom in or zoom out so even now, just look at the, um, you know, if you look at the, the human nebula, the eye, and you look at the, have you seen the, the pictures on, sort of on, that's going around on Facebook now, where the, the nebula's all multicolours and changing colour, and actually, when you zoom in, it looks like a universe, so they compare the human nebula with the universe, and it looks no different. Mm. And it's also the same as well with the human brain and the internet as well. But it's also, well, now there's also, like, um, I've seen some pictures of a bacteria in the, in the human body in the gut. So there's bacteria in the gut that actually just looked like the universe. It looks like the nebula. Yeah, it looks like the nebula. It looks like the internet. It looks like it just looks like the web of life. It looks like when you zoom in and zoom out the the human experience, it just looks all the same. And it's it's fascinating to me because so if we if we do look at the human experience on a cosmic scale, yes, we're basically nothing on sort of like a cosmic cosmically sort of infinite scale. If you look at it on that pretense of like scale of reality, right? So if you look at our galaxy, um, our galaxy, our galaxy is like an atom when you compare with the whole universe so then obviously that makes you question so then what does that make you and that was what I was saying before that would make it look like you're, you're insignificant but however at the same time what I was saying before about how the bacteria is in our body and the bacteria questionably looks like the universe now it also makes the question that there's so that not only is the universe and galaxies like in the universe <laughs> but there's also universes within inside the atoms within our bodies yeah so then, on that on that sense, cosmically we're insignificant. We're insignificant, but if we are, we're also. If you think about it, we're also a universe to them to themselves. That's in our body. So then, it makes us significant and insignificant at the same time. Yeah, and I think I, I remember that when we were actually talking about that before, we actually did go into the idea of like um, if the universe was like. If the entire universe of what we see around us, what everything we see in the deep, far reaches of the universe, right? If everything, every single bit of that was like a blood cell in somebody's body, and this is what makes it, us feel insignificant. Like, what if we just lost that blood cell in all them? If that person lost the blood cell and that blood cell was us, and what if that blood cell just vanished just like dropped the floor that wasn't a part of his universe anymore it's just completely gone like does that make all of us go are we all obsolete just from one person cutting the finger it's incredible it comes back as well it comes back as well i think the perspectives of how you actually like how you actually can how far you can zoom in in your own mind and look at things so just even an example of um 
this this is this is a bit. Uh, I want to talk, say it's weird, but it's funny anyway. And uh, the other day, I was in the garden, <clears throat> and I put my head on the grass, right? And I was actually trying to view the perspective of the world from like a small creature, and how they actually view the world. And I was thinking in my head that their universe would be bigger than ours, and it would be, because they're much smaller than us. So their universe would be in their mind would be a lot bigger than it is to us. So I'm I'm making the question now is if we actually if we make ourselves bigger what is that we we we'll see more than we see now and I don't necessarily just mean bigger in the sense of of like physically being a giant and walking around the planet I mean like physically the perspective in your mind the the, the perspective of your mind grows bigger and bigger and if we look back at the planet now this this that sort of evolution is happening now because at one time we we didn't arguably we didn't have spaceships to go in space so now that perspective is slowly shifting so what happens in the future when we do start traveling to more planets in the future what will the, our perspective of our own selves and the mind and the human experience how will that grow well you're asking me <laughs> i'm asking you yeah right yeah now. well yeah. i'm i'm thinking we're either going to find out one of the actually well like you said we're going to find out one of the biggest questions that will ever we're going to find out all the answers and we're just going to throw it in the pi- we're going to throw the video game I, I, in the pile I don't, I don't think we're going to find the answers I, I, just, I just think we're going to find more questions I do and the questions are going to be related to like are we actually ready to like do these um, ventures and voyages but are, are we even at a state right now in humanity to even think about doing this and Arthur C. Clarke right he had an amazing I, I, I was saving this for later like because it was in my mind um, but Arthur C. Clarke he says like either two possibilities exist right either we are alone in the universe uh-huh. or we're not and both are equally terrifying so the further right see we we were going right to the far reaches of the, of this galaxy Milky Way and we searched each and high and low from it we had millions of space probes out there right now like going through many different directions and we'll find nothing then each other scientists just stop and just look at each other and go, what are we doing, guys? What the hell is happening? We are alone? Holy shit. We are, we could be the very first aliens. Then what are the, what does that make them now? Could be like, they could then think, they could maybe find like, I'm sure there's civilizations there. Look, look, look. And then what happened to that civilization? Maybe they just evaporated through war, famine, whatever. But then another scientist sees something else on another on another probe and goes, "Oh my God, that looks like life! That looks like life!" And they'll go in and it's just it's just a barren wasteland. What if these were all just other Earths that they found, and they were just like these are different different simulations of what was actually could be impossible. Here's, here's what I'm thinking there, right? What if we kept traveling all these different planets in the future, right? Because you know when you travel in space and oh, I was gonna say time, was. time moves faster, faster and things like that. Mm. What if, right, you kept traveling in space and you're thinking like you're finding new planets but you're actually just finding Earth at different periods of time? So you've actually traveled in the future and you're just finding Earth in the future? Wow. What, what, if, that, what if that's the case? Imagine that you just keep thinking that you're, you're thinking that you're finding a new planet, but really you just you're just cycling the whole universe and you find an Earth in a, in a different time period. You know what? That though? would be crazy. That's scary, it? but that's a possibility. <laughs> I know, I know the weirdest thing is that it could be a possibility. I mean, but like I said, like all these us exploring the universe, we think it's going to find us the answers, but truthfully, I believe it's just going to find us more questions. And the questions are going to be about us as humans. So, so here's something. That, here's something that I'm thinking right now. So, 
we know that there's no matter what the no matter what the what the theory is, like we're through we're through loads of different theories out there which we love to do. Mm. But we still know, even if all them theories are true, there still had to be a lot of sort of crazy stuff to happen. Happen in the happen in this in this game, whatever you want to call it. For us to be here right now, no matter what scenario happens, and like we said before as well, yes, we'll look on a cosmic scale, there's going to be loads of different, like, these tiny little sort of, tiny little details that, fine details that would have changed things, would have changed things in the human existence. Like we said before as well, it could be a simulation. Extraterrestrials could have altered our DNA, things like that. But I was just thinking in my head there as well, even if we just take the standpoint of natural evolution, like people talk about the Big Bang, this sort of cosmic evolution that happened naturally. Mm. Like what I said before, the, this big sort of contract and expand and burst of energy, right? It created what we're at now, right? Even if you just look at that bigger picture of how that unfolded, which I think is beautiful, right? Because if you think about this, even if the Earth, right, was just a little bit sort of closer or a little bit further away than the sun now, life on this planet wouldn't even exist. And I was thinking about this as well because I heard a podcast, someone talking about this, I think it was Graham Hancock, and he was talking about how how Jupiter, if Jupiter's mass didn't pull in the asteroids, Earth would constantly be getting frequently hit by asteroids all the time if Jupiter wasn't there sort of pulling the asteroids away from our planet. Mm. So we'd be getting hit all the time, so then Earth, like life on Earth wouldn't even exist. Yeah, I think Saturn plays a huge part in that as well, to be honest, mm-hmm. doesn't it? So there's so many, there's so many things that actually... On, a, on that tiny amount of scale going around cosmically or whatever all the time even in our own bodies as well that could have actually prevented our lives and me and you having this conversation now which I think if you think about that bigger picture it's absolutely fascinating if that think, we are just alive now doing you, this po- podcast yeah, yeah I was just going to say if you actually think about it in that sense if you actually look at them odds and possibilities you can't possibly actually think anything else could survive out there in the universe mm-hmm. you think how fluky are we to actually have this opportunity of life mm-hmm. it's, it's just it just seems to me like the more you actually look at the odds and the statistics the more you think holy shit man we are an absolute fluke in the, in, or we are a blip in the system because the odds man it's absolutely crazy Hello, there was a um, there was a, a Buddhist teacher as well I can't remember what he was called but he was talking about um, I'll probably butcher this quote but he was talking about how um, so what we were saying before about taken for granted the human experience so people usually if you, when people usually sort of consider walking on water and sort of thin air a miracle like things like that like you know things that's really out there mm. but he was talking about how the real mir- miracle is not even to walk on water or walk on thin air he was talking about how it's actually sort of to walk on the earth so we actually like we said before we take for granted the ability just to sort of look at the sky and uh, look, look at the lake look at the cloud look at the leaves because all that is a miracle. And huh. we take that for granted. And I thought that was a beautiful quote to sum up that. That is an absolutely beautiful quote. And another quote as well that I'd like to push forward was from Albert Einstein. He says, Two things are in infinite. The universe and human stupidity. I love that. <laughs> and, I'm, and he says he's not sure about the universe. But to me, this quote, in relation to life is a miracle, this quote like really elevates like our thinking to actually in relation to the universe. Like, Wait there two seconds because um, I've got another quote. <laughs> I'm worried you man. No, but... No, it just <laughs> makes us think, like, why do we believe, like, we have all the answers when we can't actually see anything? Like, like I said before, maybe we're not meant to know the existence of life, but just to experience life, 
And just like you said, just when you see the trees, the lake, you feel that air in your lungs. Yeah. That is really experiencing life as a miracle. When you can really feel that in that moment is it when it's truly a miracle. And I think as well, that's when our understanding changes from us as human stupidity to understanding not only us as a human being, but as part of the universe. Uh-huh. When we actually, when we're in the present moment and feeling all this, this is when, that's when our human stupidity of like watching crap, like Kardashians, we're forgetting about all that crap and we're actually experiencing life. If life is just sitting there, like seeing everything, seeing the true beauty. And actually, I want to take some back there because maybe even watching the Kardashians is the human experience as well. Yeah. So maybe stupidity is not actually something, there's no such thing as human stupidity, but there is just this human experience yeah. in in every single form. So here's something as well. So I, I would, this, is, this is in relation, I've just thought a question there, but so if, if life is, let's, what we said before, if life is a miracle, mm. how do you think we can actually sort of, how can we actually cultivate that, understand our minds so that we can start actually treating life that way as a miracle how do we start treating life as a miracle Uh so it's like when you finally have that wake up process and you finally actually see that the odds of you being here you statistically feel them in your body and your mind you feel like fucking hell I'm here man I'm absolutely here I'm alive in this universe man unbelievable the odds you just want to scream at everyone yeah but not everyone's ready to listen because they're too wrapped up in their own world so do you then does it then just become like a like a Lamborghini? You just drive it for ten minutes, like this new feeling, and just straight away forget about it and go back to like the the reality around you, or do you let this idea manifest inside of you and it just alters your whole perception of who you are and everyone who comes in contact then alters their perception? That's the thing because when you said you could example what you said about the Lamborghini there because I don't think. Um I think the idea of contemplating the universe and getting this understanding in your mind is bigger than a Lamborghini. So I think a Lamborghini you'd get bored of, but I don't think you can get... when Once you go so far in your mind of asking the questions about the universe, it's not a Lamborghini, it's more. It's much bigger than a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. It does, this, this, this idea doesn't run out of petrol. It doesn't. Interesting concept. It doesn't get old either. Nah. It doesn't devalue in money. But it could be forgotten. Just like, and I'm using the idea of the Lamborghini is just like in a sense of like, if you actually have like, see a Lamborghini, and you're driving it around, and you've got this knowing like, like see the knowing of the Lamborghini is the knowing that you have, yeah, like the odds of you being here. So statistically, in that moment, you feel incredible because you know that that you're alive and you've experienced the odds. But what I'm saying is, just like a Lamborghini, does the idea get like? Like thrown at the back in a way, it doesn't forget of being forget about because you're already experiencing this reality, yeah. and you just think maybe I just need to forget about the statistics and just like go with life. I don't think it does. I, I don't think it does because I think That's just right. back to Lamborghini. Um, so uh, Lamborghini, what an example. <laughs> no, where's the Lambo come from? <laughs> but with, the Lam- with, with a Lamborghini though, just imagine when you buy a new car, the Lamb- you forget about that Lamborghini because you just bought a new car. You bought a better Lamborghini. But the, the thing is, is when um, when you when you go, see when you go outside, mm. you're completely immersed. You see the clouds, you look, you see the stars. 
you see the universe that doesn't change day to day a Lamborghini changes a Lamborghini can change from year to year and you get a new Lamborghini but when you look outside you can't get a new star stars change every day Move. Look, look every different every day That's <laughs> but you, you know what I mean though when you walk outside though when you look, walk outside you see a tree you see nature you see the sky you see the universe you see other human beings that doesn't change Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I don't think that idea can disappear because the thing that I think the thing that holds all life together on this planet is all of us knowing in our mind that there's something more. I love that. All of us, and I think that's what connects us all. And I think that's what we actually need to focus on to actually create the idea that we are miracles. And when and when we understand that idea that we are a miracle, then everything like everything external, like a Lamborghini or whatever, just becomes obsolete because you do realize the bigger picture. And when you actually see the bigger pictures, like you're talking about, when you see the stars, when you see the river at night, when you actually feel the the presence of the air in your lungs, you understand that you're not just a human being, you're the entirety of the universe in this single moment, and you're expressing yourself in that moment. And when you actually understand that, then you really are a miracle. When we actually do understand that we're a miracle in that in that form, then, like I said, this is when we can actually really elevate ourselves to end really conquer the universe I wouldn't like to say conquer the universe but actually get out there and really because we have something to give the rest of the universe we have a interconnected mind all as one we're not focused on external wall internal beings who who know the power of the self and power of the universe inside of us so th- at this point when we're all interconnected and we're all on that frequency of power and love togetherness we can actually go out there and give more to the universe than we all want to take back. Because if we, so when here's an idea, right? People right now they want to go into other planets and mine them, right? So they want to go and land on a comet to mine a comet, comet, and get all of its ore and minerals and whatever resources and bring it back to Earth. That's what that's what people on Earth want to do right now. But what's that doing? That's taking away from other planets to give more to Earth. But instead, we need to give more. To get more back. So, do do you think that? Do you think that understanding of cultivating that understanding in mind, like the question I asked you before, do you think that what you just said there, do you, the understanding of there is more to the universe, and we are interconnected, and things like that, on this cosmic scale or whatever you want to call it, do you think? Do you think the way that does change your mind, it changes your mind in the sense of you wanting to be a, wanting to be nice to people, wanting to give back to more to people, and wanting to actually you. Th- do you think in your mind that actually cultivates this understanding that we we are all sort of one? Is that I, what it does to you? Is that what you think it does in yeah, the human mind? Yeah, when I understand this idea that I'm a miracle, I do feel like I'm more interconnected and I understand like I want to share this experience of being a miracle with other people yeah. and really elevate them to the, this level because I know being at this level, what it can actually do to the human mind is, is far bigger than anything on external like a Lamborghini or buying a massive mansion, yeah. whatever that is. I think as well, something that I've noticed in my life which it cultivates in my mind is awareness, like a better better awareness of like myself, my body and mind. That's what I think it is. So I was thinking about this the other day as well. Um, I said this, I told this to you the other day, I remember when I said I was um, dri- driving in the van along the road and um, I recognised a point in the road where I would normally sort of get... Um, like, <laughs> Like, I would normally have a point where, you know, where someone's in front of you, like, I just want to hurry up, hurry up, like, get out of my way, get out of my way. And uh, when I was in that moment, when I was in that moment, normally in the past, when I was thinking in my head, normally in the past, I would get angry and I would be saying, oh, come on, get out of the way, get out of the way, I need to get to somewhere. 
But then I actually just realised the moment that I was in and appreciated that that experience of me thinking that my mind was just an experience. It was just so I, I took myself away from, I looked at myself from the bigger picture of me sitting in the car, and I just appreciated that moment. And that was a moment that I wanted to live. I want, like that was a moment that I had to be in when I was actually driving the car and appreciating. I just started laughing at myself of like actually questioning my mind of that belief of thinking in my mind that yes I need to be somewhere but where do I need, need to be so I took myself away from that bigger picture and just started laughing at myself and that was just an experience I need to be in and I, that's what I try and do in everything that I do in my daily life so even just um, a big part of my journey of that awareness is everything I do of it, it does as well it brings back it brings back to in your mind to being in the moment but it brings it back to being in the moment but when you are outside, in your, it doesn't even have to be nature. Like I said before, it can be anything. It can just be in your car. You can be arguing with traffic. But you appreciate all the details to what this what this human experience actually gives you. So even just the sense of me and you sitting here doing now, actually focus on everything that's been set up and provided for me and you to do this now so that we've got two microphones here recording this. Um, even the, the clothes that you've got on here that keep your body warm. Like that's how far you've got to. Like that's how far you've got to look at everything of how much everything is providing your experience now. That's the way I'm trying to bring that awareness in, and that's what they. I think honestly, just to bring wrap this long-winded point up, I think that's what that the awareness of the of we are part of something bigger brings to you, human mind. It makes yeah. you look at them. It makes you actually zoom in further into the human experience. Yeah. Whereas I'm thinking zooming out. To the bigger picture, you're zooming in, mm-hmm. and I think, and I think that's what's beautiful about the idea, Dan. When we're actually thinking of a miracle, is because it doesn't just affect like, um, it, it just it does affect like everything about you, but it just puts your life in perspective because there's so many different areas that can open up. I mean, when you understand that you're a miracle, what changes? Everything, like you said, I look at the bigger picture. You look internally, like everything from your health. You want to improve every single part of your life when you understand that you are a miracle. Like you, re- you don't want to start eating shit food anymore. You want to eat real food, which is actually, which was what you were meant to eat. Yeah. You become a part of this real universe. And as well as um, there's this, I've told you this before as well, but there's this, there's this uh, Sanskrit word, um, and it talks about um, universal universal play. That's what it's called, and um, I think at this, when I have them instances when I said before about was in the car and things like that. Everything that I do, see if you get angry in a situation, I like try to cultivate that awareness in my mind that the universe is just playing a game. So the universe is actually just laughing at you, just playing a game with itself. That's what I think sometimes. And I think as well, if, if you actually sort of can cultivate that awareness in your mind that everything is just a game. Everything, like to even me and you, back, bring it back again, and me and you just sitting here, this is just a game. We're just a part of a bigger game. That the universe is just playing with itself. And the universe is now is just laughing at us, talking about... Laughing at the universe. <laughs> I think the universe as well is laughing at all the little mundane things that we do in our lives. Definitely. One million percent. So I certainly do. I think as well, in a, in a, to go zoom in again, <laughs> even even if you, everything that you do in your daily life that you get, that that you hold so dear to your heart, all the experiences that you hold so dear to your heart, or even the experiences that you get angry at or have fun at, I think even if you take yourself away from that, your own self, and you view yourself from afar, I think you'll laugh at yourself as well. 
You certainly would, to be honest. I, 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 I really think you really would. would because we take we take we really take seriously so much in life, and I think it, we just need to say it as a game. And there was a quote right as well. Um, I'll tell you this before the podcast, wasn't it as well? The quote, the quote by um, I'm not sure who done the quote actually, but it was talking about how man and woman take serious what the gods are made for fun. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, actually. it is perfect, isn't it? Because we do, we take everything so, so serious. Because just imagine if you, I didn't send that email. I didn't send that email. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine though, if you if you were um, if you were playing it like a video game, mm-hmm. and you just started taking the video game so seriously, like so seriously, and then you actually realised it was just a video game, you would laugh well, your the funny, socks off at yourself. Well, the funny thing is, like when Rick and Morty did that thing and. And uh, Morty come out with the, um, the game, right? When he played Roy, he go he come out going, "I was married, I had a wife, and everything." Yeah. Like, Where, where's Jessica? Where's Jessica? And he's like, "Well, it's just a game, yeah, just a game, man." And, all, and he's all like laughing at him. And it's funny because then uh, the scientist actually puts it on, and right, um, Rick, and he, he he plays the game, and he goes completely off the grid. Yeah, completely goes off the grid. He's taking mushrooms and that, running, yeah. the, <laughs> running the um, in the trees. It's like what uh, Bill, what Bill, Bill Hicks again. I always forget that quote. It's a ride. Yeah, it's just a ride. It's, it it's, it's amazing, though, isn't it? It's amazing because when you, I think it's when you do cultivate that understanding in your mind that life is just a ride. I think it opens you up to just enjoy it and have have fun. Have fun. Oh, two rides, man. And that's what's and maybe that's what we need to actually think of when we're actually exploring the universe as well. For is he, here's something as well. So just as well, just to, uh, I thought something there. So here's something, right? If if life is a ride, <laughs> are we alone in this ride? <laughs> oh, are we alone wow. in this universe in this ride? What do you think about that? <laughs> Whoa, I don't know, man. I mean, like I said before, with the Arthur C. Clarke quote, like either we're alone in the universe or we're not, and both are equally terrifying. And I think, like I said before, I think it's it's such a powerful quote because it does make us think. Like, what if we are alone? Like, truly alone? Like. Say the astronaut, uh, sorry, the scientists have all figured out that we are completely alone. We've checked every single world, every planet, whatever. We understand that finally we are alone. And then, what if an asteroid like hits us and it's game over for like the universe project? Like we have an op- we have an opportunity right now to recognize our place in the universe. Like I said before, we could be like the very first aliens, or like we could be the last aliens. Or we could just be a complete fluke, like a one-off statistic that somehow like like made life. Or we could just be like another single entity in where there's trillions upon trillions and trillions of life forms in the universe. And all of them are asking the same questions, are we alone? Or maybe they have already encountered like other aliens and are coexisting with them. Or there might be a war with each other. Scary part is, either we're alone or we're not. You said you said that before as well. When I wanted to say a point as well, do you think that? I mean, this this is out bit out there, but could that actually be? If there is life out there on other planets and things like that in the universe, which I definitely, I definitely one million percent feel it that there is. Yeah, I do as um, well. Could that you mentioned you slightly touched mentioned it before, but could it be actually that there's other aliens on other planets also asking at the same evolutionary point in our minds that we are now and have the same sort of similar mindset to what we're now and the same point of time scale of sort of asking questions could there actually be two other sort of aliens out there now just like us asking what we're asking right now is there life out there could you imagine if there's could a, be, could there? a Chris Hopper sitting there and a Dan Harrison sitting here I'm pointing to Dan's chair and he's pointing to my chair <laughs> if we're, we're actually completely just opposite the whole like 
Like the odds, right? The odds of anything happening in the universe is possible. Exactly, because even if you just take it back to that, you know that quote that you said before about the odds of, like we said all them different things, I can't remember what you said now, about all the different odds of trillions and things like that, mm. of the whole human existence being there. Even if you take that, now take that perspective to the being life on other planets perspective, like on the sort of mathematical scale, and at that point, you think there can't be anything else. Yeah. But, but when you read that point in your mind, you think, yes, there's definitely there's definitely going to be something there. Yeah. And actually, when you actually look at the other, um, the amount of planets which is out there, I mean, like, there's more, there's more, uh, three times more planets than there is a grains of sand on Earth. And when you actually look at that statistic, you think, hell yeah, there is definitely more planet. Uh, there's definitely life on other planets. And there's trillions upon trillions and trillions of of life forms, I asking the same questions: Are we alone in the universe? And what I like to think of is, say, them trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of planets, right? That's just basically one little beach, whereas every other grain of sand on Earth is also a planet. Exactly, and I think that's crazy. And do you know as well, I was actually thinking about this with mine there. This is, I was thinking there. I was um, reading somewhere in um, Jeremiah Narby's book. Mm. and he had a quote in the book it was like a long, well not really a quote but it was more of a statement he was making and he was talking about how there's actually in our DNA and our body can actually wrap round I think he said the earth five billion times so we have DNA in our body that can wrap round the earth five billion times that's absolutely mind shattering so then even just that makes me question as well like the even just the, the what, what aliens are inside of our body <laughs> Whoa! I actually did not think of that, but as soon as you said that, that is a mind blowing. It is crazy, isn't thing. it? Have you um, have you heard the um, just well, on the topic of aliens as well? Have you heard the uh, the bit of philosophy where it talks about? Because I love this when I, I read this a while ago, but I can't remember I was reading it. But it was talking about um, what would aliens think? It, that's what it was talking about. And it was talking about what would um, so basically question all of our sort of habits that we do in our life, day-to-day life, in all our sort of cultural sort of values and sort of activities and perspectives mm. from the perspective of an alien, through the lens of the eyes of an alien. I mean, have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about what if an alien was looking at your life now, what, what activities that you do would they think was funny? Have you ever thought about that? Because <laughs> I've thought about it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But here's, here's something clear. What type of... Um sense of humour with the aliens class is funny Ooh. could you imagine that like imagine if it could be like they could have a proper sick sense of humour it could be like mind you we have sick sense of humour in, in this planet yeah, yeah. as well but they could actually just see see us walking on on the beach it's like humour for them they yeah, could be like look at that it all depends on sort of their obviously that's what I'm saying it all depends on their sort of perspective doesn't it but even just mm-hmm. even just using the perspective of it's hard to do this but even just using the perspective of of your sort of understanding of, of your mind now mm. if you were an alien yourself and looking at human activities even just using that in your mind what do you think that would look look as crazy if I was if I was looking at like aliens right if I was an alien looking at, at human beings what I would be laughing at would be that humans have put limits on themselves like humans have actually put limits on the mind the mind's endless it's a powerful incredible entity yeah. it's it's helped other Incredible universes and civilizations evolved for thousands of years on other planets, but right now humans still think that their mind is limited. And and then, fun, f- unbelievably, we actually find the full potential of the mind. 
and this is what we're actually really wanting to find is like the full potential of the mind. I'm like, we don't even know what it is. We don't know what consciousness is fully. We're still stopped on these like little questions where these vast civilizations like aliens looking down at us could actually be laughing at us thinking, when are these just going to figure it out? Yeah, yeah. When are these, when are these gonna, little monkeys going to stop playing with the little yeah, toes? When are they yeah. going to figure out these just like like crosswords? We're just like playing a game of crosswords with these like powerful yeah. questions like, why is there something instead of nothing? And all the other aliens are shouting out the answer and he's us going, um, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Yeah, the, 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 the little aliens are just going, why and, is there something not other than nothing? Uh, yeah, we're yeah. just a cartoon show. Like, we're the baby, we're the, the children's baby, baby, C's. Hi, BBC, yeah. BBC's show, like, we're just, like, child's, childish minds because we're not, like, at the vast level of they are, like, with their minds because I believe that true power of existence is, like, is in the mind. Yeah. I really do. Here's something as well that I was thinking of there, and look, one that caught my mind there. This is what I think an alien would laugh its head off at. Why do we keep our toothbrush right near where we take have a shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Like it's funny, isn't it? I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> hey, hey, another one there caught my mind as well is um, I think I might have told you this before as well, but you know the um, the perspective of how would a how would an alien actually view the nightclubbing uh, scene? So do you know, like when a, when people go to a bar, I think I've told you this before. Mm. But when an alien goes to when a when a alien goes to a bar, you always <laughs> call it alien. When a person goes to a bar, um, and they sort of hand over this weird sort of form form cur- like form of currency in the sort of pa- in the form of paper, or they even just use like a bit of plastic. Mm. And obviously, they give the bartender the sort of the money or the pay on the the credit card. And then the bartender gives them this weird sort of like intoxicant sort of liquid. That makes you sort of drunk. Uh, makes you dr- uh, drink. Uh, drunk, sorry. It makes you want to fight. It makes you want to fuck. It makes you want to bump and grind and dance in these weird sort of ways. On or fall on the, asleep on the in my beings. cases. Oh yeah, I'll fall, <laughs> I'll fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that would, that would be a, a crazy. How would an alien actually view the nightclub experience? <laughs> yeah, just getting the getting the aliens tanked up. <laughs> <laughs> be funny, wouldn't it? Why is my third eye not working? <laughs> uh, but here's what here's what I'm thinking as well. When we're talking about the perspective of an alien as well. I'm actually thinking right in my mind now. If there is life out there on other planets, would would the would an alien actually see us? That's what I'm thinking now, and that's deep because. Do you know what? Like the example, right? There's a. Um, just imagine, see if there's like a a worm on the street or an ant, whatever you want to whatever you want to see. But I'm actually thinking now. Does that worm actually know that you're sort of there? Does the ant worm actually know that you're smart? And have intelligence. That's what I'm thinking now because it's interesting because the worm or the ant may not even have the ability to understand that you're sort of intelligent. That's what I'm thinking now. So just imagine if a sort of a super intelligent being did that we don't can't comprehend in our minds. We can't even see because we don't understand it. Mm. Comes actually comes past us now. Would we actually see it? And that's deep because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we would. Yeah, maybe maybe really wouldn't. Then to be honest, and that's scary. Fact is that. That shows us like it shows us how small we are, we truly are, but yet how large we truly are as well. Like when you told us in the perspective of an ant, how massive are we in comparison? But then you look at the size of a human being in comparison to the sun, uh, even um, Earth in comparison to the sun, wouldn't it's nothing. And then you look at the sun in comparison to the universe, or the Milky Way, it's nothing. And then the Milky Way, you compare that to like the Andromeda system, and it's nothing. And you actually look in this point of view and you figure out then look at the Andromeda system and then something that's larger than that nothing 
There could be planets the size of the Andromeda system. You never know out there, man. You, to be honest, the vastness of the universe. The more we're actually looking, the more we're finding ourselves. The more we're finding these like, wild theories that's just going to blow everything out of the water. There is something out there that's just going to blow our minds completely. It's just going to completely change the revolution of the human experience. We I just think, haven't found it yet. I think there's always something that comes. There's always something that comes along. It does just sort of like stretch your perception, stretch your beliefs, and make you question your life. And I think I think it's I think it's I think it's good for the human experience when when things do come along come along and do that because when something does sort of I like to call it sort of emptying your cup when something comes along and just empties your cup like knocks all the water out your jug jug of water it like allows you empty to be be able to fill it up with more stuff more beautiful stuff. Well. And that's powerful. That, I think that's probably a good way to wrap it up as well. So I think everyone should just keep emptying the jugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> Empty em- your jugs, everyone. Em- Empty your jugs and um, keep looking for aliens. And actually, yeah, just, just go outside tonight if you are, if you're lucky enough to just go outside. It's completely free, everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, just look up in the sky, try and look for a star, and just try and put your mind into what that star was, where that star is. And if there's aliens on that star and they're looking at us right now, what are they actually thinking? Just try and put your mind into that perspective. See if you can open up your mind into that level. And let's try and actually work this together. And we'd love to find out your answers on that and try and get back to us. Anyways, everyone. I love that, by the way. Peace and love. Peace, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And if you also want to check out the Funny Rick and Morty video that Chris was talking about in the podcast, we've also put that video in the show notes at the Ascend podcast website. And as you know, this podcast is 100% funded by you guys. So thank you so much. And if you do want to become a Patreon member and support the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you could just spare two minutes and check out the different reward tiers. And I just wanted to say as well, also, it's not too late to become a Patreon member and join in on this week's online hangout. That is going to be on Sunday, the 9th of July. We'd really love to see you all a part of that and join in. So please join in on that. And you can check more info about that at our Patreon page if you go to send slash Patreon, or you can also find it on our Send Podcast website. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next week where we have another amazing episode like every week. So anyway, keep seeking everyone. Peace.